Welcome to Bears Beyond the Gate, a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans. We're four season card holders at Ashton Gate who love the club, the game and all things Bears. Well, it was a long old 77 day gap since Bristol's last home fixture in the league, but the boys didn't disappoint on Friday with a much needed win against Newcastle. Here are our thoughts on the victory and what it means for the rest of the league campaign. We'll also look ahead to the next game away to them from down the road. And we're joined by the man behind Bath Bites to get his view on the Cider Derby. All this and more on this week's show. I'm Tony and I'm joined by Lee, Pete and Miles for a cheeky beer and some rugby banter. Well, Lee, it's I, I've been away for a while. And wow. it's, actually, I don't think the four of us have been in one place to record this probably since uh, early in the new year. So yeah. it's great to be back. It's good to see you all because, uh, I mean, when you said 77-day break, I thought that was in between the four of us actually being the, doing the last pod together. But uh, it's fantastic to see you all. I should add to the listeners I'm wearing my Spurs shirt because Tony's <laughs> opposite me. And obviously there's a, a big derby match in London today and um, and, and Spurs won 2-0. So that's just for my friend TC on his uh, reappearance. See, normally I'd be quite upset about that, but the fact that Bristol won this weekend, but more importantly, in my rugby universe, Camborne Rugby Club have got promoted back to the National yeah, League with three Brilliant. games to spare. So one Cornish lad in exile will be able to watch them at Clifton, Dings and Old yeah. Reds next season. So yeah. congratulations to Camborne Rugby Club. For 12 months until they get relegated again. <laughs> hey, who knows? Who knows? Uh, Miles, uh, I'm going to check to see if you can pour a beer and talk at the same time. How are you? Well, I can. I mean, it's a bit like the band getting back together this weekend. Yeah, I'm grand, thanks. I had a great night Friday night. And actually, when you say pouring a beer, it is alcohol-free beer. And I'm getting that sort of look from Lee as I pour it. But it's quite a nice little number anyway. The look of but, disgust. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I've eaten all his nuts already, but he's... Hey, Miles, come on. <laughs> hey, it's a family show, come on. <laughs> and, uh, and did the Duchess enjoy herself down at the gate She did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our man Lee here uh, couldn't make it this weekend, so um, kind of gave the ticket to the Duchess. I think she had a fairly good time. I mean, kept asking me the rules every five minutes, so there's no point asking me, is there? No difference <laughs> what I do <laughs> Absolutely. But uh, she thoroughly enjoyed it, and uh, zip home to uh, look after my daughter after the game. So, yeah, very good. And Pete, how are you, fella? I hear it's a big week for you. Big week. Big, big, big appointment on Thursday. Yes, right. Uh, I'm sure everyone will be pleased to know that I finally got my my uh, appointment to get my knee done. Total reconstruction. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm actually a bit nervous, boys, because it's general anaesthetic. So this could be uh, this could be, could be the last pod I ever do. Um, and actually, just talking about Miles, change the subject because I'm starting to get a bit nervous. Uh, Miles mentioning about getting the band back together it just got me thinking. I mean, if we were a band, like who would we be? Monkeys, take that. Bucks fizz. I feel like Robbie Williams when he rejoined. Take that. Yeah, Uh, yeah. 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 but hopefully it will be for more than just one episode. Yeah, yeah. I see a bit of a bit of the Jason Orange. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I've been on the the sunbed, so yeah, possibly. (laughs) You're uh, you're Gary Barlow, are you? I, no, I'm. I, you're I just Robbie said Williams. Robbie. I'll be Gary Barlow. You're the, you're the Gary Barlow. Well, the talented one. Well, talks yeah. the most. You're, you're yeah. the one that likes yeah. singing his own voice the most. Sing a song, <laughs> song Miles. Miles is little Mark Allen. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. 
what people wonder why he was in the band. Yeah, <laughs> little this, curtain haircut. This, this is why people have missed us for such a long oh, time, boys. Dear. Yeah, and more award-winning podcast <laughs> broadcasting. Anyway, let's crack on because, uh, as we said in the intro, seventy-seven days since the last league game at the gate. And uh, Friday, uh, quite an atmosphere, of course, Miles, 2,000 colleagues from the NHS that uh, were there. And boy, did we see lots of the nurses with their two pointers in front of us before the game. They, they were cracking on. So I hear, I hear they were yeah, filling up, they were filling up their two pointers galore, weren't they? I mean, along with that and the lack of stadium geography, it must have been carnage getting up the steps <laughs> toward their seats in the end. Uh, but uh, a much-needed win. Bears winning 30 points to 12. Uh, Lee, let me come to you first. When you saw the team sheet come out on that Thursday, were, were you confident? I was, Tone. Um, I have to admit, it's the most confident I've been for a while. Um, and I should say, though, as confident as I was, it was before I'd seen the Falcons' uh, team sheet. <laughs> yeah. And I was a bit worried after. But certainly the side that we put out, I mean, it was as strong as we could have possibly got at the moment wasn't it um, and and I thought as long as we played the right type of game it was a game that we could win but then again atrocious conditions wasn't it on Friday it was, night yeah. and I thought that could be a leveller on the pitch as well yeah it's interesting isn't it on our uh, kind of hybrid pitch it maybe isn't quite so difficult as it would have been on a on a grass pitch but even so greasy conditions to handle the ball and I think we all saw that from the the very first kickoff when uh, uh, was it Hugh would uh, seem to catch yeah. the ball and then just throw it forward and yeah. I thought oh here we go yeah. uh, but Miles um, didn't take us too long to uh, to get into the lead Randall uh, Lovely try to, to open the scoring. Yeah, it took all of nine minutes, didn't it? Um, a little cheeky show and go from McGinty, dipped through, uh, passed out to Batley, who was full pace, the thoroughbred that he is, and then zipped out to Randall and a sliding um, a slide over the line to score. And there was a lovely little work piece there from uh, the forwards and then the back. So I thought, brilliant, here we go. I think we should also mention that it came from Heward. Um the ball I think they kicked it and then uh, he then ran he made quite a few yards It's. Oh, I think we mentioned this that after his, his faux pas in the first and the kickoff, he, he looked like the sort of bloke that could actually see a little gap and go for it and I think it was his his break that we got it back into their half quick ruck very quick ball from from Randall mm. show and go as Miles said and then Randall was where every good scrum half should be on the shoulder and it looked it, I, I remember saying to you Tony like rugby looks so simple. Mm. Like, why yeah. it's so simple? Why can't we do this more often? And there's some beautiful about those tries where they go outside and then inside again. Oh, yeah, it is yeah. just, and it was, it is, mm. it was so quick, wasn't it? And so fluid. Um, and McGinty, I mean, he looks like he's he's back in the on the rhythm again, doesn't he? Well, it does look like there's uh, Randall and McGinty mm, yeah. now are starting to get a nice little partnership, a nice nice kind of understanding. Um, but uh, there we are. We score. Um, game mess, management. Game management. Messy pick up. <laughs> kick yeah. off. I think we knocked on again, didn't we, from the the restart? Yeah. Mm, and yeah. uh, a lot of pressure by um, Newcastle, uh, eventually resulting in a try for them. I think Gary Graham scored after about a quarter of an hour. Yeah, he did. I mean, it's it 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 probably was one of the things that was the. One of the, the work-ons of the game was that we did kind of create 
a few problems for ourselves, but then actually generally showed some pretty good defence, obviously mm. not in that moment. But you know, I think even after the game, Pat alluded to how hard we worked in defence. Mm. I was thinking, yeah, we kind of created that bit as well. But, you know, you can only you can only do what you can do. But yeah, I mean, it was kind of inevitable. We, 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 we There was a bit of a groan that went round, uh, well, definitely around the Dolman when, when we... You know, we lost lost possession, and yeah, it was it was uh, it was it was kind of inevitable. So, yeah, you know, it was almost like okay, let's start again. We went. I mean, they got the conversion, didn't they? So we were sort yeah. of seven five down, having just seen the best try we've seen all season. It was suddenly seven five down. But yeah, yeah, it was a case of okay, boys, it's early doors. Let's go again. Mm, Lee, well, I just wanted to ask you a question because obviously I didn't get to the game, so I was just watching highlights. But I did hear some rumours that. Was it a second movement from Graham wow. who actually touched there down? Was a lot was that... of, we, it was actually quite near us. And Dixon was completely on the wrong side. Yeah. And it, it was one of those ones where you, get, you haven't got a clue. It looks like it could be held up. But I think it was given by Maxwell Keys. But we couldn't really see. He was crouching. He was, mm. he was like he was in a French toilet, Maxwell Keys. <laughs> like and, uh, and, he, and, and you couldn't really see anything. And then Dixon seemed to come all the way around and they give it after it being down. Yeah. And you're thinking, well, of course he's got it on the, the yeah. deck now. Didn't really want another Having look, said did that, I then listened to the highlights and I think Maxwell Keys does give it. And he right. was looking. I heard him say down so I think we Fair there enough. was a lot of there was a bit of a bit of that side of the south stand and our side of the dolman kind of booing which yeah. is a bit bad actually actually to be honest I should say that I think mm. we need to call that out because yeah it was a difficult decision and then then they had quite a difficult conversion mm. and I was a bit too much booing for my liking it's like well okay yeah it's not the kicker's fault that, that happened that, and I yeah. and actually fair play to the I think it was the Conan whoever the um yeah, well, the fly off is he nailed it straight through from the touchline, and I thought, to be fair, that's a that's the best way to counter that. It was a lesson learned for some of the some of the less cultured fans. You know, okay, it got given; it could have gone either way. I don't think booing the kicker on the basis of that try was 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 acceptable. I think that's why you don't give two thousand tickets out to the NHL. <laughs> well, yeah, it was, I mean, it was, yeah, with, with two points, with two, two points, points, in, points yeah. in both hands. Well, the fact to be fair, they did a good job of being a holder the pints and boo at the same time yeah, so, yeah um, and then Lee uh, we uh, we strike back uh, Chris Bowie yeah Good I day. mean it was it was almost identical wasn't it it was a it was a, a, a um, to, I don't know I've lost I've lost the train of thought here it was Bradbury with the initial carry wasn't it and then Bowie I mean what I did like about that actually is Bowie the way he gets it down he did make that look easy but that was you know, in the conditions, as we were saying, that was that was a difficult chance to convert. Mm. And, um, you know, the kind of way that he went down and just to, to kind of t- twist his wrist round. Yeah. We, uh, he scored well, a try like that before, didn't he, in one oh, game, yeah. if I remember. But he's, re- he's very flexible wrist. He's, he, yeah. he's always doing his hair, isn't he, and stuff like that. So he's the perfect man for that. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and obviously then we're back in the ascendancy. But I, I did think that he did make that look easy, but that, mm. was, a, that was a tough finish. Especially for a you know second round. When it comes to when it comes to pick and drive tries, it was it was up there as one of the uh, the purists favourites. <laughs> one of the few yeah. that we get. One of the elite. Yeah. Pick and go tries. And then if, if memory serves me right, they kicked off again, and then we we, we fumbled it again. So I think it was the third restart yeah, in a row like that, that we kind of given a possession away, and they they had quite a spell then I think uh, mm. from memory, quite a spell of pressure. 
uh, Miles. Um, but the defence held strong, and then our, our man Jimmy Williams, the man with the big boot, managed to uh, land a decent penalty just before half time. Absolutely, and it took us in 15 7 up, didn't it? I mean, um, yeah, he did miss one, I think, Jimmy Williams. It's um, the first conversion. Yeah, the first conversion. Did he hit the post? Yeah, hit the post. Yes, well, yeah. absolutely. So <laughs> you, can't, you can't knock him too much. But since that, it's funny, isn't it? Because at the Saracens game, uh, he appeared to then take on the bigger kicks, didn't he? That perhaps McGinty yeah. wasn't. Uh, mm. I don't know. What, I don't know what really, what's gone on, really, since that. Leicester sort of miss I'll tell you what's gone on Whether McGinty's lost confidence in well, kicking yeah. and actually he's playing better for it I think because he's <laughs> in the last yes. few games Jimmy Williams is taking over the, the kicking duties and I think that's helped Big the is, for McGinty, he can switch off. Yeah, if he doesn't right. have to think yeah, about that as I well, think, it's clear. It's a it's And he's got a hell of a boot on because he's kicking it from near the halfway line, isn't he? Um, I mean, this is a guy from the Championship. He's used to kicking, exactly. kicking when the right. wind's swirling, you know, <laughs> some pitch, sort of desolate, desolate pitch somewhere. So, he, you know, he does, he's, it doesn't phase him, does it? No. Like kicking a turnip on an apartment. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> kicking a horse. I I have a memory of that that penalty just for half time. It, it was just in front of. The, it was just inside the, their half. Yeah, it was. And to me, it was like a three quarter stab. I thought. I mean, he's got. A, he, it's not as if he kind the of. Kick, he doesn't do the whole Johnny Wilkinson stuff. He just. Uh, he's old school. He just stands there and he just leathers it. Mm. And I think, whoa, where has this boy been all season? Yeah. Well, I think the thing is as well, just psychologically, those extra three points yeah. at half time, mm. going in fifteen seven, so more than a converted try up it does mm. make a difference and I think you know one of the things that we've all been critical about for the Bears is the game management actually taking those three points yeah. just to keep the scoreboard ticking along yeah. the lead building I think is, is, is really important but what we should say though and I don't know if you're going to come to this now but even as important as that is Fitz Hardy and holding up Graham because when I saw that. that I was absolutely amazed that was fantastic the way he managed to get his body underneath the ball yeah. he'd slipped Graham had slipped over a toy mm. hadn't he yeah. and it looked for all the world that he was going to touch it down Yeah. and you know the game changes then in that yeah. moment because you know yeah. instead of it you know it being 15 what was it 15-7 mm. you know we, it, it could be level at half time couldn't it at that point or, or we could go in behind and you know, so that was vital, I think, for No, no, for abso- us. absolutely. A very good uh, very good point. And I think where we were sitting in the Dolman, we, we thought they'd scored. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, to actually see how he managed to hold it up was incredible. It's, I mean, Fitzhardin now seems to be up to the kind of form yeah. that he showed when he when he broke through last shaved, season. Well, he shaved his hair off now. He doesn't look so much like a student anymore, does he? <laughs> no, so, he hasn't got those tufts he's, coming he's, out. He's, out no, no, he's gone full Jan Thomas. Yeah. Um... But I would say, Pete, 15-7 at half-time, they'd had a lot of pressure. Mm. I know we'd kind of broken, literally, most of their back line because mm. I think they'd had two off. Two off, Penny. Injured. And, and um, Carreras. Carreras. Yeah, and of yeah. course, I didn't realise until reading the report that their other Argentinian yeah. centre stayed at home because Mar- of the... Moroni. Yeah, birth of the wind. A oh. child. Um, yeah. So, mm. actually, and then Radwan, we... Beat up in the second well, half as yeah. well. He could barely run. Mate, it's a man's game. I heard, I heard um, Moroni's child was um, was christened Boney. Was that right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the dad jokes, boys. Uh, uh, <laughs> anyway, so second half, uh, 
Uh, we're underway and uh, Mr Randall gets his second. He does, doesn't he? It was fantastic. I mean, we were sort of, you know, pressurising their line on, in the red zone. We're sort of pick and go. And then on the try line, a little old Randall saw the tiniest of gaps, didn't he? Um, and dived over the line. I never thought he was going to make it. I didn't think he'd actually scored. And lo and behold... Um, Carl Dixon went round and raised his arm in the air and gave the try so well, he's, fantastic opportunist I mean, he's, he's got to have every advantage of his diminutive stature <laughs> <laughs> but the powerful kind of yeah I mean that to be honest you, you, you watch these pick and goes on the line in the big forwards yeah, yeah. You know, and they rumble and they and like the Saracens game against Leicester this afternoon they couldn't get over because they all give it to big Billy Boone actually it makes sense to give it to a tiny little burrower that goes in and just slides in and he's the perfect well, per- I mean, player to get and pick to score off and also he'd say about a big forward but it was actually initially fax wasn't it yeah. he was carrying yeah, the ball yeah, yeah. and then there was a massive big hit by um, Fitzhardin as well which pushed it along a couple of metres and then Rand's got in and did his business yeah I think I think a, this may be a new strategy as well do you remember a couple of seasons ago when we beat Exeter at Sandy Park and he scored off the back of a driving more yeah. didn't he off the line out it was a thing that they tried and Randall suddenly emerged you know he's like his feet were off the ground he's like that and he suddenly emerged and scored I think I, th- I like the idea of this is using him as a as some sort of stealth weapon on the line it's worked it's worked uh, yeah, it's quite yeah. Um, and then Ibatoye sees yellow 56 minutes Lee can't have any arguments with that really and uh, I think we were quite relieved that they uh, they had a quick look didn't they at the TV in the in the stadium mm. for a possible penalty try but that clearly wasn't going to be the case yeah yeah I don't, don't think we can really defend him for that it was uh, you know it was a yellow card all day long wasn't it the annoying thing was that they had an advantage didn't they like a knock-on advantage or something they weren't really going anywhere mm. and it was kind of well, maybe they were, but it, it, it was one of those ones where you think, just step, a, hold a, off a little yeah. bit, mm. just let them have the scrum. It's just a just, reaction thing, yeah, though, isn't it? So. Yeah, but yeah, it's like that annoying thing in football, isn't it? When you see the defender rushing in, all you want them to do is stand them up. Yeah, and then they rush in, give away a free kick. You want to go? It was like it's you one of those. Yeah. You want to go the rugby equivalent of touch tight, don't you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then, of course, they uh, capitalise almost straight away, uh, uh, score a try, and uh, brings it back to twenty-two twelve. Miles, at that point, were you uh, were you a little concerned? Um, yeah, I mean, it was a nice Blamar try, wasn't it? Out on the wing, a sort of rolling ball, and he peeled off. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, I think because we they'd lost all their Argentinian contingent and a few other injuries. Um, generally they weren't as potent I think in the backs as I was expecting uh, looking at that initial team sheet and I was quite confident that really our defence had got a lot better we'd started to catch the ball from kickoffs accurately Um, a lot of the players had stopped dropping it now I think I was pretty confident that we would probably sort of go on to get the win at that point. And, and the Duchess was comfortable with the rules by then as well. Yeah, so, partially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She just stopped asking me as many yeah, questions. So you could concentrate a bit more on the yeah, game. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think she had a pint in her hand then. Yeah. No, no, two pints. No, two pints. Two pints. With miles on the uh, <laughs> bar duty. Um, and Pete, just just on that try. Yeah. Do we give credit uh, for the the kind of manoeuvre off the the mall, or or was our defence a bit lacking? Well, I really? think I seem to remember being quite critical, thinking, well, we we've been defending really well. We, yeah. we our mall defence had been really good, 
all game, and that just seemed too easy. And I, I think I said it wasn't a forward that got yellow carded. It was like we weren't short in the forwards, and it looked it, it was it looked like it had been a forward that had got carded. Right. They seemed to yeah, blame Blamayak seemed to go through, but then I think Big Mark, who sits in front of us, who is who is quite a sage, he commented on the fact that they'd done some complicated roll. They'd rolled off to the side and, and actually had actually done. Uh, it wasn't just a straight drive. It was actually quite a clever little yeah. move. And I thought, okay, fair play. So I think it was a good. I think it was just a good, a good try. I think they realised. I mean, the whole point was. I think they realised that they weren't going to push us over, so mm. they had to do something slightly different and spin off early. And yeah, a good finish from the lad. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then 68 minutes, uh, Jimmy Williams nails another penalty, makes it 25-12. Bit of breathing space, but Miles. It- you know, we were there in the stand. It didn't feel like that fourth bonus point try was going to come, and and it looked like we we butchered it at the end. It did. It was very, it was very, very frustrating, wasn't it? Last sort of ten minutes. I didn't think. I mean, I was amazed we weren't going to get. I think at some point we were playing really well. I felt hard to believe and um, that we weren't going to get the five points. And as you said. Goodness knows how on the 81st minute, but lo and behold, um, we went and did it, didn't we? With an amazing, well, you could argue they were sort of pinned down on the try line. We got a penalty, didn't we? Um, and I think they made a mistake, dropped the ball. Well, um, they'd gone into the red, yeah, and all yeah. they needed to do was kick it out. And they, but, but they still had the chance of a bonus. They had yeah. a chance, yeah. Yeah. from so, their own line. From their own line. <laughs> yeah. but, and then I think the guy just dropped it, didn't he? And, and Fitzhardy just picked it then up. It was a, there was a tackle on him from, from someone. Right? It was, mm. I can't remember who it was. It, but it was a definite tackle, wasn't it? Yeah, and then he, Fitzhardy picked the ball it up. Just, it was almost like the ball went through back through his legs and emerged out there. And Fitz was just oh, Fitz was there ready to jackal. And it was like, oh, the ball. But you know what? And we were just saying about Fitzhardy getting back to his mm. best. Mm. That that absolute pace off the blocks. Oh, I mean, it was finish. Finish. Yeah. yeah, three three people to beat, and but yeah. talking about and he's over. Yeah, and yeah. Sorry, no, but, but you know we're talking about game management. We always do, don't we? So that was it. Eighty first minute. Our penalty. What did Thacker have to do? A straightforward, straightforward throw, and we mucked it up, didn't we? Well, he and went then, to the back again. Exactly, and they because basically Newcastle's line out absolutely fell apart didn't it in the second half we were stealing the ball on three or four uh, occasions so I, I, I was you know quite amazed that we mucked that one up and it was flipping lucky that they basically dropped it and Fitz got over but it was the Chavez wasn't it that it was in the line now I thought he played yeah. actually quite well for they, Falcons they, I mean they did they, they did have a couple of players who actually played quite well. I think Blanmire was good and well, Graham was good yeah, as well. I think, I mean, I think that's what we said. I mean, we weren't, we weren't really expecting a bonus. No. Because they did, they did defend well. I mean, they were, mm. they were a big bunch of units. And it did, you're right, Tony, in the second half, it, you know, when we clearly looked like we were going to win and we were pushing for the bonus, it, it didn't feel like we were going to break no. it down that much. Mm. So I think that is credit to... To them, you know, they're big lads. Mm. They are some big lads. There, we'll, we'll take the five points, though, won't we? Yeah, oh, absolutely. absolutely. And who knows how how important that extra point yeah. will be when it comes to? I mean, yeah. could could, could get us up to eighth by the end of the season. <laughs> you, never oh, know. you never know. Um, so uh, yeah, five points, good win. Um, but just before we go on to some of the player performances, maybe I was just. Uh, well, just, the, the only good performances on the pitch were the time. Well, there there <laughs> were a couple of stellar performances before the game. So uh, 
listeners maybe who were or people that were at the ground uh, you maybe missed BBC Points West on Friday night but we had a call quite quite late um, Friday afternoon just to say whether we we maybe do a little bit for the TV so uh, Pete and I uh, trotted down to the gate um, just after 6pm and got our pitch side passes we anyway, which was very exciting. Pitch side access. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, we... They wanted facing Hannibal, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you kiss the hallowed turf? Not let's be fair. Too wet, wasn't it? Uh, no, uh, it wasn't raining then. It was oh, actually really... The conditions are absolutely perfect. Yeah. And let's face it... I've got a hunch that maybe what they were planning to do fell through. So there was a, <laughs> yeah. a desperate scramble. And who, who are they going to call? Ghost. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we, we, we turned up. And uh, yeah, while we were there chatting to the camera crew, Pete, uh, a few people walked past us. We did. Well, yeah, the, uh, we were right in the corner, um, you know, on the Atio corner. And, and just as we, we'd done a couple of rehearsals, hadn't we, Tony? You know, we, we'd done a, although we you, a few times. Although people that saw us live maybe <laughs> yeah, were, yeah. were, were oh, yeah, that. wondering about that. But yeah, and then the, 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 the gate opened and all the Newcastle boys... Um, I walked past us and we were we were there in our kind of I had all you know in our colours and stuff with the TV crew and obviously half of those Newcastle boys thought we must have been something a bit special because they saw the camera saw the bloke with the microphone saw us standing there I'd say at least half of them gave us little deferential uh, nods and all right as they went past respect uh, respect uh, I mean Adam Radwan tripped over the electrical cable <laughs> which is quite amusing which is maybe one of the reasons why he got injured in the second half a um, couple of the big lads did ignore us I tell you who did ignore me and I was really disappointed it's one of my favourite England players Mark Wilson I mean and I've I, you know, I mean, you've I, picked him up haven't you I love Mark Wilson I think chore like granite and I tell you what it, it was like granite but I kind of was like and he just he, he didn't even catch my eye he was intimidated but it was to be that close <laughs> that close to Mark Wilson was uh, was impressive actually because I think he's their forwards coach now so yeah it was good tone wasn't it and then uh, we did a little bit of media ourselves uh, after the game took a few videos for uh, promotional purposes and then yeah we had we had these passes and we didn't know what to do we had this pit and we thought could we stay here all game we could just we've got technically it says yeah. pitch side access we could have been like there like kneeling down with the old you, put of water we should have had a fake uh, water thing uh, gile on and run you could have taken the medical bags could have taken the medical bags on the pitch yeah. Assist, assistant to the medical bag carrier. Let's yeah. let's face it, Pete. With your knee, you were oh, never, oh, oh, never going to kneel down knee. for eighty yeah, minutes. That's true. Yeah. yeah, but uh, no. Thanks to to Jules, the presenter from BBC. We had our little two minutes in the uh, in the spotlight. Yeah. Um, just talking about prospects for the game, the season, and then of course you came up with one of your. Humdinger of a, a cliche. He's a mixed metaphor. I mean, I there, well, I, I wanted to get in. I'm hoping for a humdinger. Got that in, and then you got asked something about the bath game, and then Jules just pointed the thing at me. He didn't give me a question. I didn't know what I was supposed to say. So I think I said, "Yeah, Tony's right. Uh, we're anchored at the bottom, um, but that hopefully we'll pull that anchor up." And then start climbing the mountain. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> this is, I'll tell you, boys, the pressure of live TV. The metaphors, there were so many going it's, in there. It's not the same but, as writing the column. But you know what? I did that. That was for the niche fans out there that they know. They know that was for them. 
Not for the not for the casual viewer on Postgres. <laughs> it's for the niche fans out there. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, great fun to do that. And, yeah, uh, good little advert for the uh, for the podcast because they actually gave us a little strap line, didn't they? they did. Presenters, bears beyond the gate. Mm-hmm. So uh, thank you to the BBC. Um, anyway, let's go to player performances. Um, if uh, you want to take the front five, uh, Lee. Uh, six to ten for you, Miles and yeah. Pete. If you do the uh, the rest, the backs. So up okay. front. Right. So there's one outstanding player in the front five for me, and that was that was again Joe Batley. Hmm. Absolute class. And as Miles said, he's 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 the Terry Butcher of Bristol Bears, in my opinion. It <laughs> just gives everything. You know what I mean? And. You could just see that blooded headband on him, couldn't you? And, mm. and and he was the standout for me. But I thought generally, I thought <clears> every <throat> single one. It, it, Fax was quiet, wasn't he? Made a few mistakes. Line out's not great, but he's set high standards in recent weeks. So, you know, I think we could forgive him having a an average day, not an off day, but an average day. Woolly again. I thought he battled hard in the in the scrum. Uh, Lahif. Seven tackles in the first half alone, which, you know, they, they did put in a defensive shift, as we've already mentioned, haven't they? I was just going to say about Laheef, I think he's getting better and better at mm. tight head. I know yeah. he had to swap across, mm. didn't he, a couple yeah, of seasons yeah. ago. But, I, I, you know, I hold my hand up. I was always a bit concerned whether, you know, for 60 minutes, whether he could, he could do it. But I think yeah. he, he's proven that, you know, when uh, when Sinclair's away, he's, he's a good replacement well, on that And tight also, head. touching wood, he's not had any injuries recently, has well, he? No. Somebody touched wood. So, yeah. so uh, you know, I agree I, you. A guy, he's the type of guy, he does need a run of games, doesn't he? And he, he, he is getting them. And I, I, I agree, and I think it, I he mean, is I mean, when you see him walking down Rally Road in his bum bag... With his with two you do wonder about his abilities at tight head, but I, I think fair play to him. I, I, I think he's been. I've got a feeling that he, he's been kind of mentored into focusing as much on rugby yeah. as he can this season yeah. because he's probably fitter, and, and I'm sure it comes from himself as well. I mean, he's. I think he's now got a very good balance. Well, I, I between think because... his kind of other. Strengths as I well. think because of the injuries, though, he yeah. was doing a lot of that, yeah. you know, that, that aside yeah. from rugby. Mm. And, and I think now, you know, again, touching wood, he's not been injured, so he's mm. he is naturally focused yeah. more on the, on the rugby. And and again, I just thought Vui, Mr. Consistent again. Um, so I think out the front five, you know, I, I thought they performed really well. Yeah, Miles, six through to ten. Yeah, we might just add to that, Lee. It's a shame that we saw Batley on crutches at the end of the yeah. match, yeah. which is um, a great shame. And, yeah. you know, hopefully that's a fairly minor injury. Uh, six to ten, I thought, um, I mean, Lurateur was, uh, you know, captain fantastic as always. He was questioning the ref, <coughs> which you would always do with Carl Dixon, to be fair. Uh, he was a great leader on the night, and but I think, in a, but in a respectful way. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, not not sort of chatting back, but questioning things in a respectful way, which we always expected from him. He's, he's, he's such a good chap. Uh, Fitz, you know, I was, I did wonder the the, the game before. Obviously, was hard. Um, sorry, Dan Thomas had a great game, didn't he? The the cup match, and I was sort of questioning why he wasn't picked again. He wasn't even on the bench, but. Take it back, Fitz was on fire. He made at least, what, 21 tackles, I think. Some great carries. Obviously, that try on the 81st minute, I thought he had a brilliant game. Um, 
Bradbury again at number eight. I, I couldn't fault him at all. He's such. He's, he's now one of the you know my favourite sort of in that position. He's so dominant. Great ball carrier. Got a bit of man love for him. Yeah, I think so. Mm. A bit of Scottish man love for Sense him. That. Um, a great game. And McGinty and Randall. I mean, they played brilliant as a combination. The sort of sort of all the opposite of the axis of evil is, but I don't know really. Sort of superhero pairing those two. But they seem to play off each other. Randall now, I mean, he played, what, uh, 79 minutes. I think Andy Irwin got one minute at the end, didn't he, by all accounts? Played well. It's, the, yeah. <laughs> it's the tempo, though, isn't Absolutely. it? With AJ and Randall, well, you can see the tempo's gone up. The tempo's gone up. I mean, now McGinty is looking the real deal. He's making little show and goes. He's seeing gaps, running through, popping out, passing. A different style to Sheedy, as we know, and... He's really relishing that role, and I think at the moment you, you can't stop those two. If no. you want to go on a win, well, got seven or so games left, win some more games, they've got to play the whole match. And I think it, it proves combination. what we've said, I'm sure we've said in the past, or people have said, is that if you've got a, 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 a halfback pairing that are fast, are looking for gaps, are dictating the game. Mm then, you know, you can't go far wrong. And, I mean, I understand that, of course, it also helps when your forwards have got a role to play to keep them on the front foot. But I do think that partnership, I agree with you, Mark. And it makes me start thinking that that injury that Harry had way back in October, it Mm. could have been actually one of those, one of the factors that we, you know, that led to our our kind of malaise in the autumn and, and actually him being out was actually quite an important you know, poor, poor factor in, the, in the, that poor kind of pre-Christmas time that we had. So yeah, I mean, I think I think we said earlier we said McGinty not worrying about the kicking duties anymore. Mm. Just seems to be coming together nicely. Yeah, so, absolutely. And you wonder whether Randall might, you know, put string a few games together and, and get back in the reckoning maybe for the World Cup squad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd rather it be World Cup. Then, uh, so we can get six most out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Six yeah. Nations, no. But you know, you, you think if he can, he can put some, yeah, some good games well, together. The next ten games or so. You felt as though that he'd gone out of reckoning with England. But you look at what Borthwick wants to do. You look at Mitchell coming on in that game last week, and you know, you think, come on, you need you need scrum halves that are fast and think fast and move fast. And you know, after I love Mitchell, I think he should be England's yeah, number one. Player, I, I'm, I'm, I think there's a massive case to say that Randall could be his understudy if that's the kind of scrum half you want there's an so, opportunity isn't there yeah. for England there's yeah. definitely yeah, a, I think a we'll, place there yeah so let's say anyway yeah okay so let's go yeah. uh, 11 through to 15 then well 11 Ibitoy I mean he had a, a quietish game I mean in the sense that he didn't qu- ever quite get a ball just in front of him when he was motoring mm. full pace he obviously got the card uh, that yeah, I think that's those things happen. But you know, he's always he's always lively, isn't he? He's always moving. And he gets def- stuck in defensively, though. He, yeah, he had, yeah, he had Brad on, on, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, he was up well, against. So. Uh, yeah, so so I think yeah, you're, you're not gonna you're not gonna be a superstar every game, but you've got to do the basics well. And, and and I think he is now our you know our number one. Yeah. Um, number eleven. Um, we've we've spoken a lot about Williams. I mean. I, I refer to him as chunky, as, and my my other half said I was a bit disrespectful. I meant that in a positive way. I meant that in a. He's, <laughs> this is a guy that he, he's got no fear. He comes out of Hartbury, he comes out of all of those windswept grounds. He's not phased by facing. Do you love the cut of his jib? I, I think I don't. It's not the jib. I love the whole mainsail. <laughs> I'll tell you what. And I just love the way that he just stabs that ball about a hundred yards. So 
And, and yeah, and it, again, it raises the question: Why is it taking him so long? Like, why is it, you know why has it taken so long for for that to be seen? But anyway, and I think so. Fair play to him, and, and I think if we can get as many games out of him now for the rest of the season, that's that's a real bonus. For I mean, us. you could make a point for having a load of these players. How long has it taken? Between what Miles oh. was shouting for months and months yeah. for him when oh, yeah. we knew he was fit. But anyway, and then Semi. I mean, Semi does what Semi does. He, he takes the ball. He, he, you know, he's a he never kicks, does he? There was one chance we got it deep, and I was like, "Go on, Semi, go on, go on." He's <laughs> he just, oh, I can't do it. I've just got to smash into as many people as possible. And you know, he, it's difficult with Semi because sometimes you think. He never. There's no end product in that sense. He's always smashing in, but because he smashes into three or four, it, it clearly does tire the opposition. I, I did think him. he. I did think he made the wrong option as well when he passed inside. But I mean, yeah, I know we got yeah. we, we eventually scored from it, but for me, we I, did have an still, obvious overlap. I know. I, I still have reservations about his. And this is a difficult thing to say, but about his game kind of awareness at key moments about what to do and I think he almost gets sucked into the just run and smash run and smash when if he was a little bit more subtle I think we said this about Nathan Jones as well as a number eight that he, he smashes in Nathan Hughes Nathan Hughes Jones that's a niche <laughs> reference and listeners know why he, yeah, that man has been on my mind uh, and I can't get him out of my mind yeah but Nathan Hughes always said he just lacked that tiny little bit of finesse that would have made him 10 out of 10. Mm. Um, but yeah, you know, he's, he's fit and he's and we'd rather have him playing mm, than, than, than facing him, wouldn't we? Absolutely. And then, uh, and then Nualango, yeah, again, a slightly quieter game, but, you know, that doesn't mean he wasn't working hard. He was putting big hits in. You know, you can't underestimate how a physical presence like that drains the opposition as well. 58 uh, metres from seven yeah. carries. Yeah, yeah, and he's got, know, got, got away he, with one, didn't he? He went a bit high, didn't he? I think he managed just at the yeah. last minute yeah. to... Yeah. What, see what that? Yeah. yeah. Surely not. Yeah. He's, he's back at fast next week, this time yeah. last year, you know. Oh, to be oh. fair, I mean, we were all expecting... In the first game back, we were expecting a, a, a white knuckle ride with his defence, but, but actually he's been very disciplined. And, yeah. um, and then Noah Huard. I mean, I think... Um, He's now come of age because we saw him, me and Miles saw him at London Irish in that collectively poor oh, performance. Yeah. And, it, you know, though he did nothing there to, to get us excited. He, he, he had turned out in a Premiership Cup and then, he, and then he had that Prem Cup game against Sale when he scored that worldie at the mm. pitch. And I, and, and I remember when we signed him thinking, I remember seeing him for Worcester and thinking what a great potential yeah. player he was. And I think now he's actually shown us, I think we've got him on a two-year contract, that, yeah. you know, he's, uh, he is... He is He's a fullback that we need. So one outrageous offload to Siva as well, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. loving yeah. it. Yeah. At running out of defence. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, you know, great performance. We got the win that we so desperately needed. Oh, absolutely. Uh, let's hope we can kick on from there. Okay, you're listening to Bears Beyond the Gate, a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Buzzsprout, and many more platforms. You can contact us with your comments and ideas by email at bearsbeyondthegate at gmail.com. On Twitter, we're at bearsbeyondgate. And on Facebook, you can like and follow our Bears Beyond the Gate page. Now then, chaps, um, I've got to say, we always have the highest levels of integrity when it comes to our editorial standards. We do. Uh, And that's why the fact that none of us were there to witness Bristol's (laughs) 43-19 win against Sale in the... 
Premiership. The additional yeah. Premiership oh, Cup yeah, game yeah, that, uh, that didn't exist at the start of the season. The meaningless game. The meaningless game. Um, we didn't have a pod, so we haven't talked about that. But the fact that none of us were there, I think we can just pat the, the boys on the back. Yeah. Uh, well done, you and Lloyd, for, I think it was a hat trick. Yeah. yeah, on the wing. And it's good to see Ewan back into the first team squad as well, because he kind of dropped off the radar a little bit. So uh, congratulations uh, to, to the boys on that win. Didn't mean anything. We couldn't qualify. Sale had already qualified. Uh, and I think all of us had half-term commitments that meant uh, it was just a little bit difficult to do the podcast. Uh, catching up on news then since we were uh, last on, uh, we've got a new sign-in and my notoriously bad pronunciation of any name outside of Greater Bristol. I'm going to give this one to Pete to pronounce. The big Fijian lad. The big, the big Fijian lad. Yeah. I've got a feeling that it's actually a bit easier to say than we might think at first sight. The, the easy, go on, then. And it's it's like, it's revuvu. Calavetti revuvu. You see, I, so I, what I just said, yeah. revuvu, yeah. 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 Which is so, it, I, I know... Known I saw, as Cal to his mates. I, I, saw, I saw people on social media as well. As soon as I heard that in his showreel, I was right back there to Vic Reeves. Yeah, so 24-year-old, um, standout season uh, for uh, the Fijian team uh, down under. Um, and a number 12, a hard-hitting, gnarly, nasty number 12. Now, Lee, surely, you know, since Siali left, this has been a problematic area for the Bears. Yeah. Does this look like maybe Pat's fixed it? Well, I mean, certainly you look at the showreel and this guy looks majorly impressive, doesn't he? Mm. And a 12 playing at number 12 is exactly what we want, isn't it? (laughs) You know what I mean? It's It's horses for courses, players in the right position. And, you know, we shouldn't eat too much pressure on the guy, but... I mean, he does look a really exciting signing for next season for us, doesn't he? He does, and I think now Jimmy Williams is coming in as well at 12, and it starts to give us a bit of depth in a position that yeah. we, 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 we've lacked. <clears throat> uh, but Miles, one Fijian in, and a few days later confirmed <laughs> there was a Fijian leaving. Uh, Semi going back to France. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, au revoir, Semi. Um, yeah, I think, well, the writing was on the cards, wasn't it? Certainly the press had speculated and Leon had signed him about a month before it was announced by Bristol Bears' media team, wasn't it? So we all knew. We know the salary cap has uh, been lowered. We know we've got only one marquee signing next year, so we knew that Charles or Sammy had to go, and that was looking on the cards. Yeah, I mean, I think um, sad to see him go, but he hasn't, I think, in the last year fired on all cylinders. And I think with Revuvu coming in, uh, I think can play outside and inside centre. Oh, no, this is exactly what we're just saying we don't want. I know, I know, I know. (laughs) But, um, you know, I think fantastic player, Sammy. He's been unfortunate and had, you know, two knee ops now, which has, you know, suffered his time with us. Um, And he's just, to me, he's lost his spark. Um, from yeah. when he first came he clearly has um, and we need something a bit different and hopefully Revuva will bring this but you know he's been an awesome player 
you could argue for the first season, but I don't think he's set the world on light, uh, light since, really. He's come back from injury. I mean, you can't discount the injury or the injuries that Semi's had. It, it definitely mm. had an effect. The type of player he is, mm. you know, to, to come back from those type of... And we're not saying, like, he's still the world-class performer. Oh, don't absolutely. get me wrong. Yeah. But I don't think we just saw the very pinnacle of Semi doing what Semi does. Not, not consistently anyway. No. no, and he's not been playing in a team that's been consistently performing as yeah, well to, no. to, to sparkle. I mean, one of the things that just struck me, though, uh, although I, I can't wait to see uh, Ravuvu play for the Bears, uh, with the Rugby World Cup between the 8th of September and the 28th of October, we're unlikely to, to see him or any of the internationals um, oh, no. much before oh. the start of November by the yeah. time they have their, their kind rest. of rest period. So it's going to be fascinating, yeah. Pete, to see how the league is structured. I know last time it was the Premiership Cup, uh, all the games were played early doors. Mm. Uh, and there is talk in the media or some speculation on social media that... Uh, the Premiership Cup will also include championship teams. Your, oh, your yeah. thoughts about that? Love so, it. Yeah. Love it. Uh, I think it just adds a little bit of edge to the... makes the, makes the, the competition a little bit more, a bit more real, a bit more edgy. Chance of a few more... kind of bit of giant killing, potentially. Um, so I'm all for it. I think it's, it's a long time coming. It puts some championship players in a shop window as well. If you look at it oh, yeah. out like a day, mm-hmm. you know these are players that are going to want to impress against yeah. the big sides, aren't they? And I, yeah, and I, I, I presume it'll be quite fun to, well, go and play Hartbury away. <laughs> Actually, maybe not, but you know, <laughs> just to maybe. see some of the big dogs go to some of these so down Penzance, down Good for the development of some of the the kind of the first team wider squad to. Or even the the first team players to be forced to go, you know, to go down to some of these more difficult places to play. Yeah. Just like you know, just like the third round of the FA Cup, isn't it? Yeah. Who, who, you know, Jersey or or down to Cornwall, Cornwall. in September. Yeah. Be rather nice, wouldn't yeah, it? Nice nice trip. Be a bit of surfing afterwards. Um, and of course, uh, I think uh, another story that broke in uh, has been breaking this week in the rugby paper. Featured it today, Lee, was the possible merger of Ospreys and uh, Ealing Trailfinders. And it just, just seems a bit odd to me. I mean, I know Trailfinders found out that they're, they're not going to be accepted for promotion again so, because the stadium's not, uh, the plans aren't in place. But does that make any sense to you for I either just, club? I, honestly, I, lo- I looked at the, the date at the top, I thought it was April the 1st because to me it seems absolutely preposterous. It's, it's just, surely that's not going to happen. I mean, it just seems like a complete no-brainer. But having said that, the Welsh Rugby Union is in such a mess at the no, moment. It's the regional side, everything really is, is such a chaos, in such chaos. And I just feel like it shouldn't be even talked about. But just the, just the fact that it is being talked about is just adds to the whole complete nonsensical... I think, in my opinion, that that is is Welsh rugby at yeah. the moment. Absolutely, yeah. imagine mixing like mixing like Caffelli cheese with a vintage cheddar. You'd just, never do you'd it. Never you? do it, would no. you? Just wrong on all levels. It is. Yeah, there we go. Anyway, let us not forget because time is ticking on. I know the four of us haven't been together for a while, so we are we are yakking a bit, aren't mm. we? Uh, but we've had quite a lot to cover. But. The important thing to look forward to now is the next game against 
bath on Friday. Uh, but before we talk about it, Pete's Premiership Preview is back. So let's listen to that now. Well, I'm really excited to be joined by Matt Price, who tweets as at Bath Bites uh, for uh, one of our slightly irregular Peaks Premiership preview. It's such a, a big game between the two teams. I thought it was time to dust off the old microphone and the Zoom and, uh, and have a chat. So, Matt, I really appreciate you uh, talking to us again. Quite a while since I think I spoke to you. We we had we did have a chat last season. I did initially get those Bath Plug Boys podcast boys to uh, talk to us, but they're a bit unreliable and uh, and actually they 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 went a bit too hard when we were hammering uh, when we were much better than you and they were trying to be uh, they were trying to punch above their weight. So I thought, now nah, let's go to someone. Let's go to the voice of reason, so we get a, like a decent summary of the situation. So Matt, anyway, how are you doing? All good? Uh, not too bad, thanks. Uh, that was a lovely introduction. Thank you very much. Yeah, well, you know the voice of reason. Season, but of course, you know, I, I expect to have a little bit of niggle here and there. You never know because it is uh, it is maybe, maybe a fraction. Yeah, maybe a fraction. Anyway, you've you've had a, a few ups and downs. I mean, we've mainly had one big down and stayed down, um, as I'm sure you you lot have uh, have been observing. But uh, I mean, one thing we observed from from our uh, the comfort of our uh, end of the A4 was um, you started to sign loads of Worcester players, as far as I could see, and and, uh, and, and that's been pretty good for you, hasn't it? It was it was a very shrewd move by uh, uh, Van Graan. Um He saw an opportunity. We had space. He jumped in and picked up some very 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 decent players. Obviously, Ollie Lawrence says it all. You know, the weekend mm-hmm. playing for England, man of the match. Um, he, I mean, Ollie Lawrence's game against Saracens was just, he, he ran the show. He was the best player on the pitch. Um, Ted Hill, absolutely superb. Fergus Lee Warner, um, I think we still have, we don't know what's happening with him. He sounds, he sounds very bath like. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Um, he, um, but he's just come into the second row. Um, he's been keeping, um, Dave Atwood out, um, with a bit light. Yeah, I don't know. He had some stint down the road, and you know, yeah, but yeah. Some, some some fans weren't <laughs> happy to see him go. But no. Um, but no, he's he's been you know the possibly um, you know without um, Ted Hill and Ollie Lawrence, he's been like the signing mm. for this season. You know, he's been so good. Um, again, we still don't know what's happening with him next season because we've only gotten to the end. Um, I would hope Bath are making bids to try and get him, but we we you know we don't know. We've re-signed a lot of players um, which is good to see you know the commitment and stuff and some Scottish blokes come in next season as well which seems to make a lot of teams a bit nervous mm. um, so next season's looking very good and from this season we are looking we look a lot better you know we've 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 had like six uh, losing bonus points okay they're losing but that's how close mm. we've been you know we pushed Saracens to the uh, wire we pushed Quinns to the wire. Um, I thought that Pierce Francis had hit that kick and was quite excited. Then discovered that he didn't, and you guys won. Um, so we've been we've been pretty close on a lot of games. We've won we won three games on the banks as well, which has been quite a long time since we've actually done that. So that was. I would say you would have all you had all been cracking open the champagne when that happened. Yeah. Oh, I say well, we were we're bouncing around the walls on the second win. When we got the third one, we could barely contain ourselves. <laughs> you know, it was it was like Christmas come early. We could, <laughs> that was it. We were winning the league from that moment on. 
something we could only dream of, to be honest. But anyway, I'll tell you what, there's a couple of things you mentioned in there I might pick pick up on and ask you a little bit more. So first off, uh, Van Graham, how do you see him as a coach? He's come in and he's set out what he wanted to do each season. And he's been quite open, honest. You know, he's given interviews. He's given like his half-season report and things like that. One of the first things he wanted to do was to shore up our defence. Um, and, you know, the yes, we haven't been winning games. We know that with Bath, the first 20 minutes um, is when teams score. Um, for some reason, it takes us halfway through the first half to actually realise that we're standing on the pitch. Um, but from that moment on, you know, they, they kick on. But the defence has been a lot stronger. There have been a few very poor lapses. But compared to, you know, like last season when we were just shipping points for, you know, fun, you look at Gloucester's absolute annihilation, you know, nilling us, you know, 60 odd points to nil. Saracen's beating us 71 17. You know, we were, we were seriously conceding points. Whereas this year, I think we're on minus 23 on points or something like that. So we're mm. pretty. You know, the defence is, yes, we're not winning games, but it's showing that the defence is getting um, stronger. And then once he's got that, he then wants to start working on the attack, hence Finn Russell coming next year, which I think will push on. Well, that was the next thing I was going to pick up on. I mean, that's a massive statement, uh, really. But it was interesting. I, I don't know whether you read the rugby paper, but I noticed on Sunday there was a little, uh, there was a quote from uh, one of your... Uh, Nick Abendon. <laughs> old boys, Nick Abendon. Sort of, I mean, I was quite interested. I wonder whether there was a bit of a subtext in there because basically saying he's, he's going to struggle. And he got a bit of geography in there about the, the, the flooding and the, the, the water table and, and the wreck. And what do you make of that? It was bizarre. Um, Nick Abendon was a, such an amazing player. He, you know, yes. he's very unpredictable, but a brilliant player. You know, if he caught a high ball, the first couple of high balls, then he knew he was going to be solid for the rest yeah. of the game. Once he had the ball in the hand, he was just away. It was absolutely fantastic. Which confuses me a little bit with his comments about Finn Russell because Finn Russell's a little bit sort of aloof and, you know, yeah. unpredictable. So for an unpredictable player to say that another unpredictable player is going to struggle in the Bath outfit just seemed a bit bizarre. Yeah. Um, I don't know what Bendy was on, to be honest. It was it was a very strange um, He's still in he's still in France, isn't he? Is he playing at he like, is, um, somewhere? I don't Somebody. know, because he's gone he's gone down, hasn't he? Because he was obviously yeah. in Claremont. But I think he's down in the Pro de Deux now, I think. Possibly. Yeah, yeah. I reckon he'd been he'd been on a bit of the red wine and uh, so he got he got rug up out of the blue and just kind of you know, first time anyone's spoken to him for a while from the, the UK press, and he thought he'll, he'll, he'll use the opportunity to, <laughs> to make a statement. But we'll see. It was, I mean, quite weird that it, it was quite weird that he was, you know, you, you don't, like you say, you haven't heard from him for quite a while, yeah. and all of a sudden he's given an interview about yeah. Russell joining Bath. It was, it was very strange. Yeah. I mean, well, well, we'll wait. I mean, it'll be interesting to see with Finn Russell, because, uh, I mean, he definitely is unpredictable. And uh, And to be fair, you know, He's uh, it's a great signing, so uh, we'll look forward to. It. But anyway, let's let's talk about what's coming. Um, we're uh, we we do not know what's going to happen this weekend. Let's assume that we have our kind of reasonable size. I mean, how do you how do you see Bath want to treat Bristol next Friday? Uh, how do you think you'll play? Do you think you'll worry about us, or do you think you'll just do your own game? Or, or how do you see it? It's a must win um, if we do want to push on in the season. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, we're both bottmen. Second for last, you know, you know, not not exactly been the greatest, but the league is so tight. 
I think it's something like about 11 points between bottom and third or something ridiculous like that. It's so close. So, And we both teams have got a game in hand as well um, over the teams above. So, you know, a, a win for either club will do massive, but we need to get some wins under the belt if we do want to try and start making a statement. We will take the game seriously. Um, we're also quite thankful that half of your front row is um, with England, as long as they stop kicking each other in the face. Um, <laughs> um, but again, we don't sure. I mean, Tom Dunn's been released back to Bath this mm. week, so we're not sure whether mm. he'll be available. But then we we're hoping that Will Stewart would get some game time for Bath before going with England, but he's now back up with England. Mm. Um, but you know, we've got it's we've got some good players there. We will take it seriously. I can see that this will be the game that they want to put the strongest available teammate. Mm. It's it's the one that you know we would. It's the same as everybody's saying about um, Saracens and Tigers playing each other. That it's not right that it's happening during the Six Nations week because everybody wants to see these teams going toe to toe with their best players. Mm. And it's the same, you know, Bath v Bristol. They want to see the two strongest teams that both teams can put out <laughs> to to compete against each other. So we will we will want the win. We will go for the win. It'll be at home. It'll be a Friday night. So it'd be a, it'd be a hell of a good match. But fingers crossed, we can get the win. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I don't quite. Yeah, it will be. It depends maybe a little bit on the weather as well. I mean, we you know it's February. Well, it's not, it's going to be. Who knows how that might play in? And uh, I don't know if it's high tide on Friday. We don't know. Uh, <laughs> although I suppose the tide doesn't go that far. But anyway, yeah. No, I think uh, I think that's a fair comment. It's quite hard to to judge. I mean, to be honest, like you say, it's a must win for both sides. Just because it's always a must win for both sides, whatever the situation. But actually, for us. <laughs> Um, you know, it's it's uh, we are kind of licking our wounds a little bit, aren't we? Having uh, been riding high over the last couple of seasons, but yeah, that's what we want, though. We want rivalry. I saw that Piertau's aiming to be back for the Bath game as well, which should make you guys a little bit happier. That'd be nice. Yeah, that'd be nice to see him. You know, we see him once every now and again. Yeah. Anyway, we're not here to talk about our failings, are we? <laughs> I don't know, I quite enjoy it, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, no, I can see. I'm not I'm not supposed to make you feel better. I'm supposed to uh, I'm supposed to make you feel worse. And I think I've failed miserably. Just deflecting from our past seasons. It's fine, we can yeah. carry on. Well look, anyway, look, we'll finish off by asking you, put your put your money where your mouth is and tell us what, what do you think the result will be to start with and, and then maybe hazard a guess on points. I think we will win. Um it's gonna be another close one. Um, but I think we might get it by about five. Okay. Well, we'll leave it at that and uh, and uh, let's hope it's a good game as well. Cheers, mate. Really appreciate Cheers, it. Mate. Well, Pete, uh, good, to, good to have Matt uh, back on again. Um, he's, he's much more reliable than those Bath Rugby plug boys. Yeah, um, I, th- I think you made that very clear at the start of that I think, interview. <laughs> I think that whilst they might give us a little bit of entertainment, you know, it's, it's paper thin. And I had to go to someone with some gravitas to get. I think we've got to take it seriously. I wanted a proper, a proper insight, a knowledgeable bath. Well, get, get you since you've been on the BBC oh, TV. Dear. I know. I mean, going to Matt was like being on the BBC rather than going to like Dave, <laughs> something like that. 
Yeah, uh, so, uh, no, very, very good interview, but uh, I think he's tweeted after... Yeah. <laughs> after, after their loss. After their loss. Yeah. That maybe he's, he's, he's not quite so confident He's now. redacting everything he said. <laughs> he's too, I, t- I told him it's too late. <laughs> All right, boys, well, um, let's think about the team. Um, uh, Lee, come to you. My obvious uh, concern is, is Batley. Batley. I mean, like you say, I just hope it's going to be one of those that looks worse than it actually is. Um, he was certainly sitting there in crutches, wasn't he? Uh, as yeah. we, we left the ground uh, yeah. late on yeah. Friday night. But I mean, apart from that, I don't think we've got any any other concerns, have we? And injury wise, and um, well, there's. No, but remember, I, you know, there was a little bit from John Elvey this week, wasn't there, that you felt like he'd been duped by Pat. Yeah, well, I... About I've, the announcement of players coming back, and none of them were actually on the team sheet for Friday night, were they? Yeah, but Jeffries, I've got a theory Joyce, on that. What's that? Yeah. My theory on that is because he did break the news of the Fijian Ravuvu coming to Bristol, mm. and I just wonder if he just went a little, <laughs> bit, a little bit too early for Pat's liking in that respect. Pat fed him some. And, and, yeah, yeah. And, and I think Pat did the old Glen Order when he was an England coach, wasn't it? But I'm pretty he sure... He slipped did, a couple of sidewinders in for him. Am I right? Did we see Jeffries warming up? In yeah, the, yeah. The yeah. Sub he was in the yeah. yellow. So there we are. So he's there or thereabouts, isn't and he? Joycey. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah Joycey. Yeah. I mean, Joycey would come in for Batley, I yeah. yeah, straight yeah. Or even Holmes, because Holmes was on the bench, wasn't he? He was, he was. But I quite like the idea of Joycey. Quite Joyce has got to play against Joyce Pat, and Batley are pretty and, and similar players. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And Joyce has got unfinished business because l- yeah. this time la- last season he was captain, wasn't he? And, and as he told us on on our hundredth episode, yeah. told you Tony that his biggest desire yeah, was to yeah. be captain at the wreck, a winning team at the wreck, and it didn't come off, did it? No. <laughs> so maybe you know he might not- just get thrown the car- thrown the armband. Lutuas, yeah, but in the last ten minutes, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe. <laughs> but maybe. Oh, and we know Joyce is not going to be there next season, so no, what no. a way to to go with that yeah. with oh, that memory. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But and any uh, miles? Any thoughts on potentially changes? Uh, other than injuries, I don't. Uh, I don't think so. Um, I thought the team sheet was the best we could have played. I mean, there is talk of Sir Charles. A bit muddy. Being back, but you're right. Still going to be a bit muddy midwinter. Have at you the seen wreck. the changing rooms at the wreck? Oh, terrible, they're, they're, they're definitely not in his contract. I mean, he's not going to be on a plane in mm. front of some temporary scaffolding, ideally, is he? Um, but I, yeah, give Hewitt another chance. If Charles is not 100% fit, just wait perhaps till he's back at the gate. Um, it is a terrible pitch. It's going to be a very different game, isn't it? It's exactly what we've just been saying now. Hewitt's used to playing on these pitches. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? So for him, it'll be like... Jimmy Williams, is, we're loving it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy Williams will be thinking he could score from from R twenty two. He can kick one. He'd be rolling around like a dog Uh, on that pitch before kick off, wouldn't he? Yeah, it'd be another grim Friday night (laughs) under the lights. No, I mean, in all seriousness, we we've got we are on a confidence roll. We've got momentum, and and to be honest, we've got momentum since the Saracens game, which we play very well at. Um, So we're on the up. They've they've had a bit of a. You know, Dent this weekend losing to Irish with a with a relatively strong team out as far as I could tell. Maybe not Ted Hill was probably the only person missing, and obviously Ollie Lawrence. But then we're going to be missing our front row. Yeah. So I mean, the uh, yeah, it, I would say they they they're more they're going to be more worried than us. They've got more pressure on on them than us. 
So I say, don't change. Don't change what we've already got. Yeah, and of course we shot up the table, didn't we? Uh, <laughs> above Newcastle and, and Bath. Bath. Bath are in bottom position. We, so shot, we shot up the table like a firework off the Dolman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like someone had lifted that anchor as we floated yeah. up the mountain. I mean, you're right. I mean, if we win, we, we stay in the same position, don't we? Yeah. But, um, but yeah, nice, but, it starts to make yeah, a gap. Yeah, a little cushion. Well, yeah, we got a game in hand, remember? Yeah, yeah, but more importantly, above all that, it's beating them, and yeah, yeah, that's, you know, position-wise, it's we, it, yeah, it's, it is irrelevant. Especially after last season as well, yeah. you know, where we hung on in oh, there, didn't yeah. we, with the the fourteen men, yeah, thirteen at the end, yeah. and then yeah. then they scored in the dying minute. Okay, prediction time. Then let me come to. Miles. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I'm. I, well, let's go. Give it the win, Lance. I'm going to go for. I think it'll be closer than we think. Twenty-one nineteen to Bristol. Oh. Okay, uh, Lee. Now I'm going for a bigger margin of victory. Um, I think I'm going to go for thirty-two Bristol, eighteen Bath. Ooh. Mm. I, do, I do feel confident. Hey, I'm, I feel confident, not that confident, but Matt said five to them, win by five to them. I'm, I'm going to gonna see his five and I'm going to raise him four and I'm oh. going to say Bristol by nine, <laughs> as in swap it over, as yeah. Bristol winning. Yeah, yeah. so it's a score. So, well, I've got to get a score. There you go, why is it geography teacher? I think we'll score. Nine nil. Hold their fingers up so they can work this out. No, no bonus point. Three tries for us. So I'm going to say 23... 21. 23, 15. No, 23, 13. That's nine. 23, 13. That's 10. 23, 14. That's what I'm saying. You got there in the end. Three tries to two then. Well well done. Uh, I am going to go for a 21, 15 Bristol victory. Uh, I think it will be tight. That's the... I think that's the first time we've all been that confident of of a win now. In, in a while yeah this is the first time we've had a league win <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah quite first league win in about well since September since Irish, Irish. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 uh, okay well let's uh, we're nearly there let's round up on uh, a couple of other things um, good to see uh, the women's team uh, back to winning ways a 55-7 away victory uh, away at DMP Sharks uh, the under-18s played tonight. I think the game finished just after we we came on air. Um, they were in the third, f- fourth playoff uh, and narrowly lost to Leicester Tigers, 19 points to 14. So uh, finished in fourth place this season. So still congratulations yeah, to yeah, them for, boys, for so. finishing so high. Um, of course, one thing we haven't talked about uh uh, Miles is uh, of course our Bristol boys have been playing uh, for the Red Rose uh, uh, last couple of weeks as well Genge and Sinclair absolutely um, yeah I mean they've some pretty decent performances I thought so um, obviously we you know got got the eventually got the win didn't we against Italy um, who have come on massively I think in the last couple yeah. of years really haven't they I mean they used to be. Uh, um, yeah, whipping boys. Whipping boys, boys didn't they? Whipping yeah. boys is the word I'm looking for. But now I think they're coached well, they're running well, and they scored a couple of tries, didn't they? Lovely tries against us, um, and obviously nearly beat 
France. But I thought Genjin Six Sinks had a great game. I mean, a uh, bit of man love there. Uh, Genj gave Sinks the boot accidentally, and uh, I think he's now got stitches all down his nose, hasn't he? So whether a bit of Vaseline this weekend will see him start against uh, uh, in Wales at the Principality, who knows really? But they've been playing well actually. Are the petroleum-based products are available. <laughs> <laughs> Miles has got all of them. <laughs> yeah, and, and and happy birthday to Genji. I think it was his yeah, birthday was, this week. It? So uh, he's, he's had a happy birthday, baby Baba. Well, yeah, that was his Christmas. That's when he missed the match. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. uh, and then um, we'll we'll finish off with a bit of speculation now. Uh, we're starting to put two and two together and get to our inevitable 74. Yeah. Uh, but we think maybe a big name P just might, might be staying around. Mm. Well, yeah, I, I, we're talking about King Charles. I, 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 we haven't heard anything about it. We've all assumed that because his contract's up, that he'll be off at the end of this season and Max Malins gets signed to cover. But I, I just have this feeling that Charles doesn't strike me as the sort of bloke that can be that bothered to pack his house up, go abroad. He's got a young family. I believe he's just got citizenship. He's he's, he's been on a good wage. You know, maybe he's in, we we don't know, but maybe he's invested his money wisely in property or a coffee shop uh, around BS Nine. And and I just think if if he was offered another year as our marquee, basically. You know, it's going to be more difficult to attract really big marquee players. And, and despite the fact that we sometimes take the mickey about him not being, you know, performing on a regular basis, but when he does, you know, he's an absolute class player and he's a class player for the Premiership. And that's the whole point of the marquee system, by the way. Everyone seems to forget that when they moan about Bristol. He's a marquee there. So I have a little theory it's based on absolutely not a lot, apart from putting two and two together and getting 75. Mm-hmm. But you know, maybe there'll be an announcement that he signs one more year. Mm. And who knows? I mean, the chances of him signing on the the, the the salary he did three, four years ago yeah. are probably very remote. So yeah. even if even if he stays as the market, and, and to be no fair, be on that wage, is it? I mean, we need someone to do all of our posters and all of the like, the advertising because he's pretty much on everything we've got. So yeah. you know that's going to be a big shock if he disappears off off those off the promotional material. So I think Steve Lansdowne will just say, you know, let's, I'll have, I'll give Charles another year. It's not going to affect the salary. Lou, you've got, you've got a thought. Yeah, I, it was just to back up what Pete's saying. Because, I mean, we're hearing a lot in social media about, like, you know, certain supporters worrying about the fact we haven't signed anyone, bar millions are now, uh, Revuvu. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, as well, I, I, I think that has got some basis to that, Pete, because surely keeping some of these players, i.e. Piatau, possibly Thacker, you know, as mentioned mm. there, if we can keep some of these players that are already there, they already know the system, they're integrated into the Bears' culture, aren't they, and the ethos of the club. So I'd, I'd just like to say, rather than, you know, worrying about big signings not coming in, I think keeping some of our big players in the squad mm. are just as important, if not more important. No, absolutely. And then we, we've got to the, the, the most difficult season, haven't we, with the salary cap restrictions. So yeah. many of these players that had a plus one contract uh, will have to be renewed. Um, in fact, I saw somewhere on social media, I think there's, there is a lot of players potentially out of contract at the end mm. of this season. But 
you know, how much change there will be, how many warriors and wasp players is going to still going to be knocking around uh, looking for a club. It is going to be fascinating. And no doubt in future editions, we'll be talking about who stays and who goes. But uh, yeah, more and more whispers on the grapevine about mm. who, who, who might be staying. Well, that's it for this show. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe and leave a review or rating for us on your podcast platform. We'll be back with our thoughts on the Bath result and give you a preview of the visit of Northampton Saints to Ashton Gate. Until then, goodbye, stay lucky and come on, Briz. Briz.